4: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
5: You're listening to the Go Birds podcast.
6: Looking for a six out save in the playoffs. No Philly since Tug McGraw has turned that trick. One ball, Two strikes. The pitch. Swing it a miss. Yes. He yes. struck him out. Dominguez does the job. A six-out save to preserve a 4-2 win here in Game 3 of the National League Championship Series.
1: Listen to this crowd. Oh, what a beautiful time. What a beautiful night. What a beautiful, just... Feeling it is around Philadelphia right now. It's Jack Fritz, Elliot Shore Parks, live from the Bet Parks uh, Casino, looking at all these television screens. And in a couple hours, Elliot, they will be filled Mm. with Phil's Playoff Baseball National League Championship Series game. How you feeling, buddy?
3: What's up, man? It's like a uh, excuse me a Go Birds High Hope crossover right now.
1: I know, I know. Hey, you
3: got to when you got the NLCS tonight. We'll, we'll certainly talk some Eagles, but we yeah, want to well, talk is baseball. there still
1: a football team in town? Like frankly, many, I, I, many are wondering. I can't yeah, get that feeling right now that, that that the football team is still playing because of what the Phillies are doing. And last night, like you're starting to get. Well, we've had that feeling for a little bit. Of, of special, yeah. right? Like, it, it's starting to have that special feel to it. And last night was more evidence of that, where things are starting to come together that in years past would sink this team. Mm-hmm. Last night was another game where it was like, I've seen them lose this game a million times.
3: Yeah, like thousands of times over the last 10 years, it feels like.
1: You know, from the, the Gene Segura botch play at second base to the the Bryce Harper double play in the first yep. thing. I was like, oh, well, they're not going to score again for the rest the of Alec the game.
3: The Alec Bohm error at first.
1: The Alec Bohm error a couple days ago. Like, there's there's been so many things that have happened so far during this postseason run to where you start to get Team of Destiny vibes, yep. Elliot. And, and to be here two wins away from going to the World Series – how does that make you feel?
3: This has probably been one of the more enjoyable playoff runs I can remember. Definitely in recent memory, but probably in you know my lifetime as being a Philly sports fan. Right when you look at how this run is happening, think about the recent runs we've seen in Philly sports. The Eagles run in '17. They they were good throughout that year, but coming going into the playoffs, they were the number one seed. The Sixers' playoff runs are never fun. They lose in the second round, and beads hurt. They're high expectations. Those aren't any fun. In In 08, obviously the Phillies came out of nowhere a little bit, but then 09, 10, 11, like, those weren't really that fun when you consider the expectations. This is, like, this playoff run, like, this is what you are a fan for. This is why I got into Philly sports media. Like, moments like this, runs like this, days like this to be on WIP with you, that game last night was unbelievable, and I think you really hit the nail on the head. We've seen the Phillies lose that game so many times, and teams that win championships don't lose that game. I mean, not only did you talk about the the Harper double play, the, the poor fielding, all those things. It was Ranger versus their ace, versus their best pitcher, and they still won that game. Like I remember in 2017 when the Eagles beat the Falcons. That was a game they didn't play especially well, and they were close to losing that game. You think about the check swing last night in the ninth. That's like the Julio catch in a way, right? So there are those moments when you go on a championship run where not that you need things to go your way, but you need to win games that you really weren't supposed to win, and that's what the Phillies did last night. So when you combine the fact that they won a game they're not supposed to win, I mean, the vibes are just out of control right now. You've been to the ballpark. I haven't been lucky enough to be down there yet. But it looks like the toughest place to play in almost all of sports right now. They're checking off every box. And last night really showed where this team is at. They can win games they're not supposed to win. The pitchers uh, are stepping up. The hitters are stepping up. And they're just a special, fun team to watch right now.
1: And they're really pulling for each other. I think that's the thing that's really stuck out. And the last couple years, it kind of felt like everyone was pulling in different directions. No one was on the same page. And, you know, Kyle Schwarber has been, I I feel like, caught in the crosshairs of the fan base where it's like, yeah, the home runs are cute, but you're batting 215. Like, uh-huh. are, are you really a valuable player? But him coming in here and being the leader of this team and bringing this team together, you see it paying off now because they're pulling for each other. You know, Ranger Suarez talked before the game yesterday, and he's like, I don't want to let my team down again. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when you talk about special. You talk about different. You talk about a team coming together and bonding and figuring out how to win. That's what they're doing right now. And we talk about the ballpark. And and I'll never forget, um, you know, I've watched the 08 video yearbook. Oh, I can only imagine, yeah. Maybe a million times. Um, And it it, it opens up, they are reading a column from the Philadelphia Inquirer, and, and Ryan Howard is saying, and thanks to the fans that turned Citizens Bank Park into the most fun atmosphere in sports for the last month. Yeah, And we're getting that feeling again. We are getting the feeling of that ballpark being a difference maker. The interesting part about the playoffs in baseball the last couple of years is that a lot of road teams, including the World Series a couple of years ago, every, all the games are run by one by road teams yeah. because when you have these home games, the, the fans become like tight. a lot of pressure yeah very quickly but the difference between this fan base is that they are galvanizing this team they are getting the team even more ready to go and it's got to be intoxicating for these players to to hear that roar and wanting to step up and wanting to come back home and playing in front of 46,000 fans that are just that are just ravenous they're going insane it is ridiculous so if you were down there last night, get in 215-592-9494. If you're going tonight, how do you feel? Yeah, I gotta feel. I gotta hear how the people were last night because it seemed like a party. The 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 boom hit and and Soto diving and yep. going past them. Like you heard that roar, the Gene Segura,
3: the bat slam, which is like this team's new signature thing, which I love so much. Like the bat spike after they yeah. get after they get a big hit. But you talk about the crowd and. You know, having covered the Eagles for almost ten years now, I've been in a lot of big Eagles games. Like I've seen what a great crowd looks like. The, the the Eagles fans in those playoff runs are great crowds. I think Citizens Bank Park is the best home field advantage, certainly in Philadelphia right now, but it's up there. I mean you just look at that. And you and James talked about this on the High Hopes pod leading into the playoffs, and I think it's proven to be so completely true. This team had a huge weight off their shoulders when they made the playoffs. Like, that was the burden for this team. You talk about the Sixers, the Eagles. Like, they have different burdens. Their burden is to win in the playoffs. That's not the Phillies' burden heading into this postseason. It was all gravy once they got there. Really, the main objective was just to somehow get a home game in Philly, and they've certainly accomplished that in a lot of ways. But what makes this this team so terrifying for opposing teams to play, for the Padres going into tonight. You saw it against the Cardinals, against the Braves. Those teams have expectations. The Phillies have them now because of where they are at, but they are able to go into every game with really, let's be honest, a lineup in a team that should be World Series contenders. When you look at that lineup, when you look at that bullpen, the two starters they have at the top, this is not like a feel-good money ball story. Like, they have a high payroll. Yeah. But but as a result of the fact that they hadn't been to playoffs in a while, that just getting in was their victory. And now what you have is an incredibly talented team that can play completely carefree. And you talk about how in uh, home games a lot of times for, for baseball, the teams really, you know, tense up and they yep. get worried. You don't see that at all with this team. Again, look at last night. You're not supposed to win games when you have that the the Arabi Segura, the, the Arabi Hoskins. Like they were two for seven with runners in scoring positions. Their best player hit into a double play with no outs in the top of the first where they could have or bottom of the first where they could have blown that open. Those are not games you win, but what happens with this team is they don't tense up. They never feel like they're going to lose. And that's what reminds me of the 2017 Eagles, where even when the game's not going well, I mean, blowing a 4 nothing lead in game two was a big deal. Yeah. Like that's a tough loss to come back from. You have Nola on the mound, and you lose that game, that could have been the moment where the bubble pops. But we saw last night, it's still very special, they still very believe, and they don't have pressure on them. And that's what's so fun and amazing about this playoff run.
1: And it's time to take advantage of that. Yeah, because you have a chance tonight to step on a throat and you have a chance tonight to take a commanding 3-1 lead. And I just want everyone out there to just revel in this because what we're seeing right now is special and it's coming out of nowhere. There's only a few times in our lifetime where it comes out of nowhere and it's time for a team to take advantage of it. Take advantage of it tonight. You have that crowd. It's a night game. I know it's Bailey Falter starting the game, but you know what the other part of it is? is It's Mike Clevenger yep. starting a game yep. for the Padres, who's their fourth-best starter, who is not very good, who I don't think is going to handle Citizens Bank Park very well. Go out and take advantage of it. Take advantage of the moment and really just step on a throat heading into the Zach Wheeler start tomorrow because it, this doesn't happen very often, and it's time for this team to take well, advantage Well, I'm, I'm of
3: happy it. you phrased it that way because – as you know someone that covers the Eagles yes. it's impossible for me and maybe this is a sickness but it's impossible for me to watch almost any Philly sport without viewing it through the lens of the Eagles even non-Philly sports you know primetime games all those things whenever i'm watching sports i'm thinking about how it relates to the Eagles and watching this this Phillies team take the run it just hammers home the fact that what the Philly what the Eagles have at 6 and 0 is special like, one word we've used a ton. I know James said it. How many times did he say magical? Oh, yeah, right? Like,
1: maybe 20 times in the first second. Exactly. can't speak without
3: saying magical. And the Phillies are further along than the Eagles are at this point, clearly. They're in the, they're in the playoffs. But what the Eagles have is special and magical. Like, they're 6-0. and Like, they're winning games. They're maybe potentially not supposed to win, but they're also dominating at the same time. And when I look at the Phillies going on this run, It just reminds me of how quickly windows close, and when you have that chance to be special and you have that chance to make that run, you have to capitalize on it. And with the Eagles on their bye week, it's a good chance to kind of look back and say, all right, what is this team through six games? What can they realistically accomplish? They can realistically win the Super Bowl this year. This is a team, this Eagles team is good enough to make the Super Bowl, and once you're there, you can absolutely win it. But it's also a team that could lose seven or eight starters next year on defense. It's also a team that's going to have to pay Jalen big money. It's a team that could lose both of their coordinators. Like When you look at the Phillies and the Eagles, the Eagles' window is smaller than this Phillies' window. The Phillies are going to be fine next year. They're going to add all those things. Now, they have to take advantage of it because it's hard to get this far. Mm -hmm. But what we're seeing in Philly sports right now is – these moments don't come along often. I can't remember a time where I know the Phillies have won the World Series, the Eagles have won the Super Bowl, but those were, you know, 10 years apart, right? Yeah. Like, there are two teams in Philly right now that have a chance to win it all. It's such a great time, and they, but also, like, they have to take advantage of it. They have to. These are the moments, and I hope that the Eagles learn from the Phillies in that respect, where you look what the Phillies did at the trade deadline. Not huge moves. But they reinvested in the team, right? They went out, they got Brandon Marsh, who has been really good for them in center field. They went out and got Sosa that they can put up third base when they need to, as they did last night. Not, you know, first-round pick-type moves, but moves that reinvested in the team and made them better prepared well, for a playoff. David off. Robertson, David Robertson. Guard. Exactly. Yeah.
1: David Robertson, exactly, yeah. You got some fringe pieces to, to really round out the roster.
3: Exactly, and so I hope that the Eagles look at what the Phillies did, and with the trade deadline coming up, I hope that they do the same thing because when you have the moment, you have to capitalize on it, and it's so true right now about the Phillies tonight and the Eagles overall this year.
1: I'm so happy, buddy. I Dude, mean, it's I, I am so happy. Like uh, I, I look at the, I look at the run in Philly sports from '77 to '83, where they had a title in '80, they had a title in '83. The Flyers are coming off there, Ron. The Sixers were in the finals. The Phillies were in the, in the World Series. Eagles were in the in the Super Bowl. Like we could be entering into one of those special time periods in the city that don't come around very often.
3: And just from, like, a personal perspective on this, right? So I don't often get to experience these type of things, like, as a fan, right? Because I cover the Eagles. So all the big Eagles games I'm at, I'm in the press box. I'm in Arizona covering Eagles, uh, Cardinals earlier in the playoff run. I'm watching it with Phillies fans, right, when they knock the, the Cardinals out. And experiencing that moment was really cool. I moved into the city a year ago in South Philly. Being in Philly for this run, like, seeing everybody in, the play, in like, their Phillies gear, what looking at all the flags, like, watching how buzzed the city is right now, it's just an awesome, awesome time. Like, it's a special time to be a Phillies fan. And I think last night encapsulated all of it. Like, to win that game, to have an NLCS game at Citizens Bank Park, I hope, I know fans are not. But I really hope it's something nobody's taking advantage, uh, taking for granted, because it's an awesome time.
1: Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. If you were there last night, would love to hear from you. Tell us how the, the ballpark felt, the roars, the the party atmosphere it was down there. And and heading into the night, going to the game, watching the game. How do you feel? Would love to get to your reaction on that. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's start it off with our guy Tom from Abington. What's happening, buddy?
4: Yo, fellas, how we doing today?
1: Couldn't be better, Tom. I don't think it could possibly be better unless we're talking a week from now <laughs> and we're we're about to get ready for the World Series. This is this uh, is
3: a good week to be Jack Fritz. It's a good week for all the uh, yeah. fans, but Jack Fritz well, is a very happy man right now.
4: Well, Jack, you you nailed it like with the word special. Like this team feels special uh in the Phillies, like to the point where six and zero Eagles teams taking a back seat. So it's
1: unbelievable. Yeah. Well it's always been yeah. a baseball town, Tom. You know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
4: But uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible, um, and the fans have been incredible. Um, have you? Did you hear Glenn play that recording this morning of oh, yeah. uh, the crowd roaring from a mile away? Yeah,
1: yeah South Philly. That's yeah. really really cool. You know it being, that
4: is awesome because
1: being that far away and it still being as loud as it is, like Citizens Bank Park, just has a different level of loud. That you know, I think the vet had it. The link just doesn't have it. I agree. The right. link doesn't have that roar the vet used to have. I always think of like it the, doesn't have the personality that Citizens Bank has. Well, I, I the,
4: was the I was there for crowd, for holidays.
1: The bank is better.
4: I was there for holidays no hitter, and that's what it, it reminded me of. That's that's how loud it yeah. sounded.
1: Yeah,
4: um, it's, it's a and then my my earliest sports memory is 1980. I was six years old when all four teams made it. Um wow. so that's the first thing I remember. That's that's what sold me all Philly Sports, you know. Um so this is incredible. Umper, you know, he makes these moves in game and I question them. And I I'm know. like, That's gonna come back to bite him and damn it, this dude isn't always right.
3: Yeah, and look his players are performing for him too. Like that's the huge part of managing and coaching, ultimately. Like, you can make a bad play call. Like, the Philly special is a, is a bad play call if, you know, Nick Foles drops it, right? So, ultimately, how the play, di- how it works out, it dictates whether it was a good call. But you're right. You look at, you know, pooling Nolan when he did. I would have gone to Sir Anthony at that point in the game, in game two. And then last night, right? Like, some of the decisions going to Sir Anthony for six outs. I mean, it's the first time since Tug McGraw anyone's done that. So, certainly a risky move. So, what you're seeing is the players believe that, uh, He's putting them in the right position, and then they're backing it up for him, and they're making plays. Yeah,
4: for sure. All right, so I just want to leave on this, guys. I just want you all to remember – that the biggest move the Phillies made this year was get rid of Girardi, okay. and let's let's all remember who was there responsible for Girardi getting fired. That's all I got to say. Have a great weekend, fellas.
1: All right, Tom. I appreciate the call. Yes, Tom was in, this, in the crowd tonight yes. that uh, he convinced John Middleton, even though it was after the game against the Mets in New York where they blew the save, and I'm pretty sure that they already had the idea. So you're it, saying
3: Tom doesn't get a ring? No, nah, well.
1: If Howard got a ring for the for the seventeen <laughs> Eagles, I guess that Tom from also is also It's a good point. The, the bar ring. is low. I yeah, guess. I yeah. agree. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Get to more of your calls on the Phillies. If you're there last night, would love to hear from you. If you're going down tonight, it's gonna be a party. A a massive NLCS game with a chance for the Phillies to go up 3-1. We know it's Go Birds Radio, but frankly, who cares? Wow, there it is. Who cares? Go Bird hater himself. The Phillies are here. The Phillies are hot. I don't know who let them get hot, but whoever did, thank you very much. We'll get to your calls on the other side on Go Birds Radio.
3: As Jack just said, it is a Phillies time right now, and the baseball playoffs are here. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered – for the baseball postseason, Bet Parks is everything you want in the digital casino and sports book. Join Bet Parks with me now. It's the only casino and sports book app I recommend. Why? Because you can bet college football, pro football, you can bet the birds every week, bet Penn State, Notre Dame, Georgia, all your favorite college teams, live in game betting, and you can bet on the action as it happens. Download the Bet Parks sports app right now. New users can get up to $750 in sports bet bonus tracks. If your, bet, if your first bet is not a winner. Betparks.com has all the details. Sportsbook and Casino, all in one amazing app. Bet on more than just a score. You can bet on player performances, like who scores touchdowns. Betparks, Sportsbook, and Casino apps, where odds, slots, bets, and games all come together right in your pocket. Join me with the Betparks app right now.
6: Phillies and Padres tied at one here in the bottom of the fourth. Stott at second, Boehm at third, two outs. One ball, two strikes, Musgrove's pitch. Swung on, poke towards center. It'll be a base hit. It falls in, and both runs are going to score. And Gene Segura has come through. It's a two run single, and the Phillies are back on top, three to one.
1: And uh, we got an epic bat spike, which I guess is just this team's thing now. Yes, love it. Any big moment, they're slamming bats and, and, and uh, you know, having a little celebration.
3: Is Dancing on My Own, like, the best sports song this city has had? Dreams and Nightmares is awesome. It's a better song itself. But I think when the whole crowd is yeah. singing, dancing on my own, like, it kind of tops Dreams and Nightmares. In my opinion,
1: yeah, I don't think the crowd can sing along to "Dreams and Nightmares." Yeah, it's just I tougher. I don't know, if that, you know, I don't know if that would go well,
3: right? But like, just when the I mean, you've been there in the playoffs, but just yeah. watching the videos, like, well, a, it's re- the special it's... team ne- needs a song, and like they have their song,
1: and it's really cool too when the crowd goes like, oh, like it, it, they yeah, go sing, ahead sing it, yeah, they sing along with it, and um, you know, it just it just adds to. It. Bryson Stotts walk up, also people sing along to it, like, I know Wabi Ayo. And the the crowd starts singing along to it as well. And that's when you know that the the, the city's really vibing with the team. It reminds me, um, I was always so jealous of the Cubs when they were winning in, like, 15, 16, 17, whatever. Because they would win games, and then the whole crowd would would start saying, Go Cubs, go, Uh along with the Cubs. Um, but the high hopes song is better than that. Well, high hopes is a great song, but yeah. not everyone can sing along to it. Um, the the, the the dancing on my own, you can do the O's and, and yep. everyone gets along and it's going great. The only thing that rivals it for me is the uh, is knock knock with the Flyers and that was in good.
3: But that's the Flyers.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. So, but but it does rival <laughs> that. But the Segura, I mean, to to have the the play that he he messed up earlier, you know, we we talk about redemption we talk about resiliency and the fact that that didn't sink this team they lay a lot of run there, whatever, but Ranger got out of it and they get back and, and Segura has that moment like that shows the toughness of this team that shows the resiliency of this team and, and, and picking your teammates up. And that's why if this does go a six game, I think Nola shoves in San Diego. Yeah. Like, I think he shoves because they are so close. They're so locked in. And they don't want to let each other down. Ranger, I talked about this in the open, said before the game yesterday, I don't want to let my teammates down again. Segura, you know in that moment, um, he was like, damn, I just, my teammates aren't going to, you know, I got to pick them up. And he picked himself up. And and, and it's these little things that start to add up when you're talking about a special team. Well,
3: I also, you know, when you talk about how well this clubhouse gets along and the vibes that they have, I thought a really telling moment too was, I don't know if you've heard of this player, but Mickey Moniak. Yes. uh, He was in San Diego. In the crowd, right, yeah. and he's rooting for the team still. He's been traded. He does not play for the Padres. He does not play for the Phillies, obviously. But he just wanted to be there to root for them. Like that's how you know a guy that whose career did not really go as hoped here. That was traded. Like broke had his what broke his hand in a
1: in a spring training last at bat.
3: Right. So had a rough year. That he's still there rooting for the guys, like that's how you know they're like legitimate friends. You know, you mentioned players don't want to let down their current teammates. There's a former teammate in the crowd rooting for him, so they've clearly built something special. It's also funny that you bring up the Cubs; those years you were jealous and they were winning. What did yes. you say 15? Like there was Schwarber on those teams. Oh yeah. So there you go. That right, guy. Like, speaking of an absolute good m- music follows him wherever he goes. Well, yeah,
1: and he actually took uh, Dancing on the own from the Red Sox last year and, uh, and brought it down here. Wow,
3: well, I don't love that. Well, I don't love that. But he made it. It's, it's now our Did, they, did they sing but, it like the
1: way? Yes. we. But wow. we've made it better than Boston. Wow. But, okay. But Boston didn't, didn't take a liking to it like Philly has. Fair. Okay. Fair. We're starting to play. I mean, listen. Dance of My Own was playing at the Eagles game, which is surprising. Yes. It was playing at the Union game, which is even more surprising. Oh, don't get me
3: started. I mean, the you know Eastern Conference Finals. Union oh, I know. Right I know there. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: surprised you're even sitting down. I yeah, thought you'd it's be it's too, yeah, too excited. Yeah. When is that game?
3: Uh next Sunday. It's actually oh, hold on. they need a week and a half off. Well this what sucks for the union is their their nah, first play. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 two yeah. one five
1: five, <laughs> five five nine two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's come back to the phones and talk to David in Berlin What's happened, David?
5: Boy oh boy, I'm looking for the nitroglycerin tablets
1: because
5: too. you guys, you know you're you, you you I've been on the line for a while, but of course, uh, you, you the excitement level. You're in the right job, yeah. right? You can you can hear it in you, and everything Elliot said, right? Uh, you you just you, you know you're letting people know, right? Because you you see it, of course. And I I have to tell you, I've been following and listening to the radio almost around the clock. Yeah, you yeah. know. A long time, right?
1: Yeah.
5: And th- this has never happened. It has yeah. never happened where it's, uh, we have a 6-0. We have a football guy in J- jail. Jalen Hurts, uh, uh, J- he's a football guy. We have a baseball guy, manager in Rob Thompson. He's a mm-hmm. baseball guy. Simple stuff, on out at the nightclub. And what I'm saying to you right now is this is the time, after all the years that I've listened and you know what not calls oh, yeah, and, yeah. you know that's the way it goes but right now is the payoff
1: yeah, is it the is a payoff david i agree you know and this is one of those it, it, obviously uh we were alive for it um but you know 07 to 11 was a great run we had an nancy championship game we had a we had a world series obviously we had the flyers run in 2010 we had the the phillies run from that from that time period but i'm almost looking at at this current run And I just – I see a better chance at championships. Like, the Phillies should have won another one, I I feel that. The Eagles I never really believed in. You know, even when they got the EMS championship game, it kind of seemed like a run out of nowhere that – um, you know, it, it it is a little reminiscent of this of this Phillies run, where it's a team of, of veterans that got hot at the right time. Well,
3: I, I think the difference is when you look at the current Philly landscape, and other than the Sixers, because the Sixers are players on the downswing of their career, and B Harden, right? Like down downswing of their career. Maxi,
1: yeah, Ma- yeah, Max, Ma-
3: Maxie's on the up, obviously. Although not a great well, not a great start to the season yeah, for him. But, this is
1: what happens when you have Harden as your point guard. Yeah, no one else can get involved.
3: Well, and when you're built around a center,
1: it's also hard.
3: But when you look at the Eagles and the Phillies, these are two teams where a lot of players their best days are still ahead of them, right? Like Jalen Hurts is on the come up. Devonte Smith, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, Jordan Mailata. The defensive side of the ball: TJ Edwards, Kaiser White. Uh, you know, Darius. Both on Slade. One year deals though. You're right, but I'm just talking about the the young talent. I think that's the difference. You look at the Phillies; they're not as young as the as the Eagles, although Bohm, Stott, right, Sir, how, Sir Anthony and Alvarado. They.
1: Uh, Sarantipy is like twenty five. Alvarado, okay. if I had to guess, is like twenty seven. Right, so they're on the younger side,
3: and then even Schwarber and Harper, they're not exactly on the downswings of their career, right? Like well, you could have four or five, well, four or five strong. You could have two, three years more of them. So ultimately, I think that's what separates this current moment from past moments. Is in 08 when the Phillies won it. Like by the time you got to 2010, they were on the downswing. The Eagles, when they made the surprise championship run. They were on the downswing. The, the The time the Eagles made the playoffs behind Carson, they didn't do it with young talent. They did it with a bad division, right? So I think when you look at the Eagles and the Phillies, there's reasons to think that if they can capitalize on this moment and you, you become a winning team that knows how to win, yeah, they have the young players that could go on two, three, four-year runs. That that could be exciting times.
1: Well, and, and that's part of the reason why – for the last couple seasons, James and I would be, like, yelling, like, these guys are all in their primes. Like, this is, whether you like it or not, like, this is their window. You you had Hoskins in his prime, Nolan in his prime, Segura in his prime, JT in his prime, Harper in his prime. Um, Like, you had all these guys, Schwarber's now in his prime, Cassianos is his prime. Like, it's time to go for it. And to their credit, they have gone for it. It is interesting because it does feel like, you know, for most seasons, it's like, well, this is pointless, this is pointless. They're not going to live up to expectations. And now they're on the surprise run. But the window really is just kind of opening now because they've figured out player development. They've like Next year, they could realistically have Andrew Painter pitching in some of these games, who is like, you know, the best pitching prospect in baseball under the age of 20. Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking about future possible difference makers. Plus, the, the interesting part about this offseason is, like, I think Segura and Stott, they are special together, and they, they have something that is a good camaraderie. But at the same time, like they have a chance to go get Trey Turner. And they have a chance to go get one of these Carlos Correa superstar shortstops. Like, do you mess up the vibes on this team yeah. to go for the upside of those players? And that's going to be something that we'll, we'll look at, like, wow, are they going to do it?
3: So I agree with everything you said. My counter would be this, though. I remember when the Eagles won it in 2017. My postgame story, like, at the gun was this team could go on a run. Like, 2018, you could do it yep. again. Carson was coming back. They won one playoff game in the next
1: five years. And it was a double joint game. And
3: it was a double joint game, right? So while everything is true, there is young talent. The Phillies are really probably only going to add this offseason, whereas the Eagles are at the, at the chance of losing. You still have to take advantage yep. of the moments when you get there, right? Like, it's easy. When you're in the playoffs and winning, it's easy to sit. Every single Super Bowl champion, the postgame is always and They could do it next year, oh, right? Oh, they're going a- to go back champion. to back. Exactly. Exactly. Every champion, the post game is, we can do this again. Every yeah. celebration speech is, we're gonna be back here a lot. The reality is, they're not. No. Like very few teams are, unless you're the Warriors or you have Tom Brady as your quarterback. So, as good as they are, as good as the young talent is in the city, they got to do it now. Like next year, the expectations will be different for the Phillies. It, it, even if they lose this series or if they win the the World Series, they're not going into next year saying, oh, we just have to make the playoffs. If they get eliminated by the Padres, and I don't think they will, but if they do next year, it's okay. Well, they got to make the World Series, right? The Eagles, if they you know don't win the Super Bowl, if they don't win a playoff game, next year becomes incredibly tense because then the regular season doesn't really matter. It's all about the playoffs. It's what the Sixers are dealing with right now. So, as good as the as open as the windows are, and all those things are true, you got to strike when the iron is hot. If the 2017 Eagles don't win the Super Bowl. They probably don't win it in 2018 or 19. Like, you saw what happened to that roster. So when you have the chance, you have to capitalize.
1: Very realistically, the Phillies could have better rosters the next couple of years, but this might be their only chance to get the job done. Yeah. That's how it was in 08. They got the job done, but you would say that the 10, 11 rosters. Yeah, they had better
3: pitching. I mean, look, the, I think that the Rollins, Utley, and Howard, like, clearly they were not the yes. same players by the time that run ended. Yep. But you're right that just adding talent doesn't make you – uh, doesn't make give you a better chance of winning. Like th- these are the chances when you have when you're up two to one in the NLCS with two more games at home. Like you've got to capitalize on that moment.
1: Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four to get in on the fills. Let's go to James in Orlando. What's happening, James? Jack, who
2: let the Phils
1: get hot? The St. Louis Cardinals, pal. The St. Louis Cardinals, and shout out specially Miles Michaelis for letting Bryce Harper get hot. Just a special shout out to Miles.
2: Jack, the single best thing that happened to this city is Harper Lent. That that was. (laughs) Many
1: people say that.
2: that. That's. I mean, that that was. That was great. I went back and I listened to the podcast at the end of Harper Lent and you guys sound just the same then as you do now with the excitement you knew back then that we'd be at this moment citizens bank park with playoff baseball like i can't believe this is happening like i can't believe the eagles are six and oh i can't believe the phillies are in the nlcs like this is this is what 1980 must have felt like because i was two when 1980 happened so like this is exciting for me. I'm calling you standing in my uh Cole Hamels MVP t-shirt uh that I've been wearing since the run so it's been given good luck. But just the fact that, you know, cuz I've you know, we've been we've been watching this team year after year after collapse and we finally have like a real baseball team and we it it just started at the beginning of the year even though the guy that we went into the luxury tax for is really bleeping awful right now dude he's been Um, terrible
3: he's like the easiest out i mean probably in postseason baseball right now
2: yeah i I just but even though even though he is the fact that we decided like we were going to go over the luxury tax and get him and then make all these moves at the deadline like this this is a magical run like james says it's magical because normally this kind of stuff doesn't happen in Philadelphia. They don't pick up guys at the trade deadline that end up, you know, making helping us make a run. Like, this is just amazing.
3: Well, it's interesting looking back at the trade deadline because when they made those moves, a lot of them were not celebrated, right? Like, Syndergaard was viewed as washed up. Brandon Marsh was a, someone that hadn't met his potential and they not Right, they traded their number one, one Appreciate of their top the prospects. So, you know, those moves have worked out, but at the time they were not viewed as, like, the difference-making moves people thought they needed to to make the postseason?
1: Well, you know, at that point, it was the the, the guys that, because they didn't have a position they could really upgrade because everyone was kind of set in stone. Like, center field, yeah, you went on and got that. But ultimately, they were going to make the playoffs if Harper, well, if they could survive Harper still being hurt, which they did, 32 and 20 without him. Um, But really, everyone else picking up the slack around them. Um, and at that point, you know, the pitching staff was kind of in flux, so Syndergaard kind of made sense. But then Falter got hot, and, and Falter won them a lot of games when, when the season was kind of teetering. So it's interesting uh, where we're at. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. 592, Continue to react to the Phil's win last night. If you were there, we'd love to hear from you. If you're going down tonight, how do you feel heading into game four? Big night, big night down at the ballpark. It's going to gonna be unbelievable. On the other side, though. There is some bad news concerning one of the more anticipated uh... Philly sports events in the next couple of weeks. What is it? We'll tell you that coming up next. It's Jack, it's Elliott, live from Bet Parks, Casino and Sportsbook on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Castellanos leads off second. And the pitch to bowl Swung on in line. out toward
6: right center field. Soto's coming on. He can't get it. He dives. It goes all the way to the Castellanos scores easily, RBI double Alec Boehm, and the
1: Phillies are on top 4-2. Nice play Juan, Yeah, nice dive, keep the ball in front of you, make a baseball play, but uh, another great moment last night, made it 4-2, really kind of was like okay. Give us the extra run. That'll make me feel better, and I cashed a bet on that. So that's you know, really all that matters. Yeah, I mean over three and a half. You got runs. the
3: you got the uh, bet park I ticket do. right here I right do. now.
1: I do. You so, bet the
3: Padres already?
1: So, no. Every time I come to, to the bet parks, uh, Park Casino you know, Sportsbook, like I, I walk in, first thing I do is I is I place a parlay. Of because some do call me Jackie Parlay. Um, and well, you'd have to win, I think, some of your parlays to to truly
3: get that nickname.
1: Well, you know what they say, Elliot.
3: You don't bet to win.
1: No, a yeah, parlay a day keeps the doctor away. There it is. Um, so here's what I got today. Phil's over three and a half runs again. Okay. Mike Clevenger on the mound here. Yeah, right. Uh, Texas Tech minus five against West Virginia. I know you would be watching that game very closely. Big college closely. football guy, yeah. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma State plus six at home against Texas. Come on, you think the Longhorns are coming into Easy money. Okie State and, and, Easy and, money. And, and, and stopping that. Penn State, big Nittany Lion guy. Always have uh, been. Minus five at home. A little bounce back spot for the Knits. Um, and then the Spurs Sixers tonight, by the way, under two twenty four. The, the Sixers aren't scoring. They Dude, scored so like eighty eight points the other night.
3: I was uh, I was at the the home opener covering it, and Joel Embiid might have the worst body language <laughs> of any Philly athlete right now. I mean, just he looks disinterested to start this season. I didn't think he looked good against Boston. I know he finished with twenty six points, but that was mostly you know, when garbage time where it didn't matter. He didn't have a single second half point against uh, against Milwaukee in that game. James Harden has looked good, but ultimately we saw James Harden look good to start the year last but year. He looks, and he's he but. looks
1: good, but it's coming at the deterrent of Embiid and Maxi. But
3: that's fine with me if it's coming at the deterrent of Embiid because Embiid, A, is playing poorly. And also, like, I'm, I would rather have a guard dominate my team than a center. We've seen the playoffs with Joel Embiid. It's not a pretty sight. But I just think at this point through two games I've been disappointed and just what I see from Embiid both on the court but then from a body language perspective. Like he looks he looks checked out and disinterested, I thought, against Milwaukee.
1: If only there was a Sixers podcast as energetic and and, and positive yeah. as Go Birds and, Right. There and has I to hopes. be one out there. Can't can't quite put my mm. finger if there is one out there. Yeah. And the final one I have is Yankees minus one and a half. So we go Yankees minus one and a half. Sixers Spurs on two twenty-four. Penn State minus five. Oklahoma State plus six. Texas Tech minus five, and the Phil's over three and a half round. Ten to win 500. Lock it in.
3: Well, and if you win that, I know you're putting it all on the Union in the conference finals. Oh, I can't game. wait. Yeah.
1: Again, because apparently they need a week and a half to play another soccer. Well, it's game. the
3: hardest sport to play, so. It's the most physically demanding it's a, sport it's
1: it's cardio you're basically just playing track out there with a ball <laughs>
3: yeah okay well i was gonna say you can't run but now you run every chance oh. you get for likes and retweets so <laughs> well
1: it's called, yeah. called building a brand yes yes if you could please get on board and yeah. stop bringing me down and with your negativity that would be great good so, week to
3: be jack friends
1: yes uh speaking of a moment that philly fans like we couldn't wait for yeah Carson Wentz has returned. comes out today from Ian Ravaport. They're placing Carson Wentz on the injured reserve, which means that he will not be under center for the Eagles-Washington game here in a couple weeks. You said this before the show, you're dead right. The fact that the schedule makers weren't wise enough to make the Eagles-Washington game a home game first to get it out of the way is egregious.
3: I mean, it's been a rough few years for Carson. Nothing has really broken his way. The one thing that did was, he got to his only matchup against the Eagles was was in Washington. And look, it might not happen next year. Like he might not
1: be with Washington. I next don't year. I if you told me right now that he's not playing football anywhere next year, it wouldn't surprise me. So I I think he should retire. Like if, if he if he still followed me on Twitter,
3: that would be my advice to him. I think that he should look like he's been he's he's had some serious injuries, he's hurt again. I would just go live your life. Like you've had a good career to a certain extent, you have a Super Bowl ring. I would I would retire. But I do think he would really benefit from at least one year off. Like, do the, you know, the Nick Foles, like, rehab in Kansas City type of thing where you can go somewhere.
1: Maybe figure I, out how to read a defense.
3: Yeah, yeah, take a year to do that, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I will say, though, the fact that. He's not going to be in Philly. It did lose a bit of its luster yeah. because they did, you know, beat them so bad in Game One, and Washington is so bad. But it it, it, it does suck. Like it would have been a fun atmosphere to uh, see, not for Carson, but for everyone watching.
1: The real loss is for for me and and those who like to gamble on sports because I whatever the line was, I Couldn't probably would have taken enough. it. Yeah. yeah, like they sacked them what nine times the first time. What do yeah. you think
3: they're going to do at home? Oh, it would have been insane. I mean, and again, like. Carson, the torn ACL ruined his career. Like it just completely ruined his career. But he is—he has, has turned into somebody that cannot perform on, on big stages. No. Could you imagine his return to Philly in prime time? Like it would have been—it would have been a disaster for it, him. It so. would
1: have been. And actually, Heineke, I think being under center actually gives the Washington a way better chance.
3: I agree because there was no way Carson was no. going to win that game. I, I think the Eagles will. You know, it's four weeks out, so who knows? But it's a game they'll be favored in. But, yes, I agree. Heine- Heineken gives him a
1: better chance to win right now. 215-592-949. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Tom in Vancouver. What's happening, Tommy?
0: Hello, gentlemen. How you doing?
1: Oh, couldn't be better, buddy.
0: Wonderful, wonderful to speak with both of you. So I've been uh, working on trying to come up with some things that could, uh, you know, touch upon the Eagles as well as the Phillies. So I've got, I've, got a, I've got a couple of a uh, couple of little points here well but first I want to say I am so surprised that this bullpen uh, bullpen which has been considered you know the one of the key downfalls of the Phillies for the past couple of years the best pitchers in the bullpen well two of the best pitchers uh, would be Alvarado and Sir Anthony would you not say?
1: Yeah right now for sure yep.
3: I will say though, the- outside of those two I personally don't feel confident when others come in there. Like I, it's real. Like Sir Anthony Alvarado have reached a point where they come in. I'm assuming now. Alvarado was not that sharp last night to to start at least, and then you get the six outs from Sir Anthony. But outside of that, I don't feel great about the other bullpen pieces.
0: So the irony I find with that is that Alvarado, he's been around for a while, and I know and Sir Anthony too. I know he was injured last year, so it only yeah. half counts. But all of these trades and acquisitions and all the rest of it uh, for the uh, for the bullpen, they haven't really done much.
3: Yeah. Long run. Well, so, I, I mean Robertson was pitching well before he got before he got hurt, wasn't he? he at least he started fine.
1: Yeah. He's fi- he just when he first showed up, he was dominant and then it's like he started looking at the Robertson that we saw a couple years ago here even though it was a short stint. Um, cuz it's a shame cuz with the Cubs he was like locked down and here it just hasn't been the same. Now, he looked good in St. Louis, didn't look great the other day, which is which is whatever. Um, At the same time, he's taken down big innings and big spots for a long time. So he's still a guy I think that they're going to trust in the back end.
0: So I have a question uh, for you guys. Well, one thing I've noticed with myself anyway is that, and I I think that you guys talked about this earlier, but that a surprise team is more fun to watch and root for than a known winner. And with that in mind, I have a question for you guys. Would you prefer... If you were able to go and see one, I know, Elliot, you did make the point about it being a beat versus being a fan, I, I mm-hmm. get that part. But uh, if you try and take that out, would you prefer to be at, uh, have a World Series Game 7, be it attend that, or to attend an Eagle Super Bowl?
3: Now, now one, it's an interesting question. One tough thing is, in theory, Game 7 might be here.
0: Well, well the Game 7 can't be here.
3: No, but I'm saying, is that your question? Like, being in Philly for it? Because the Super Bowl, you no, in no. You site, would, right? you would, you
1: would, No, no, you would travel. Okay, so you'd,
3: okay, you'd, so you'd have be here. in Houston. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm Jack. You want to?
1: Uh, I would obviously rather be at a World Series Game 7. I wish it was here. Like, if it was here, it would be. And it be, can't be, right? Cause it can't be because the, yeah. the Astros or Yankees both have a better record. So, right. no, no matter what, they'd be on the road for a Game 7. The thing about Super Bowls is that, like, they don't. they're not that special for fans. like I would rather be in the city for a Super Bowl yeah. so I can celebrate after being there for a World Series championship I think it would be a lot more fun
3: having been in Minnesota yeah. for the Super Bowl it looked to me for the fans now look saying you were there is an all-time experience yeah. but but for a fan I mean but like being in Philly looked like a, a almost a more enjoyable experience <laughs> it was insane yeah
0: yeah that's really cool to hear so Elliot I have a question for you because uh, I don't know if you've thought about this And maybe you haven't, given what you just said, and then I'll I'll hang up and let you guys go for it. But would you spring for a World Series game? Because I think you might possibly be in Houston covering the birds.
3: I have thought about it. I mean, I've talked to uh, Joe. Appreciate the call, Tommy. Joe, who runs fans of Philly that does these awesome trips for for Eagles fans. Yeah, it's something we've talked about. Like, the Eagles could play the Texans in Houston, and then I think that Friday, right, would be game six uh, against the Astros. So, yeah, I mean, look, I have, I have my radio show on Saturday, but certainly if I'm in Houston, yeah, I would very much like to you go. you got to stay. I mean, well, I might get a press pass.
1: Yeah, well, no big deal to you. Yeah, no big deal to me. Well, when you're I mean, a big you, J like me. You, know? you would be the WIP representative exactly, down there. Yeah. You would have the ability to, to to go to the game. I'm a and, baseball guy. Well, especially today. You know, yeah. you are sounding like a baseball guy. I'm trying. Guy. You know, i got to be honest. It makes me so happy. Happy seeing you talk baseball. Look at you. You know, all these years privately. You yes, like well, I've
3: I've gotten all the bad takes out, you know, via text, and now I can
1: <laughs> now bring you can them just, on air. Yeah, I can just sit here and, and enjoy the ride. 215-592-9494 is how you get in, rolling in to hour number two, and coming up at three o'clock, another special Rob Ellis show. I mean, this guy just massive show. All time list of guests, by the way. So for those listening, he's got Charlie Manuel, Larry mm. Boa. Mm. L.A. Larry Anderson wow, and Sarge Matthews all coming by. He's broadcasting live from Citizens Bank Park. It's right around uh, Section 126. If you're going to the game, stop by and say hi to Rob. But if you're listening, don't miss those guests. Another massive Rob Ellis show heading into uh, a big game four at Citizens Bank Park. 215-592-9494. We'll get your calls on the other side. But also, Elliot, I need to get something off my chest Regarding this Eagles team. And we'll get to that coming up on the other side.
3: So the baseball playoffs are here, which means the Bet Parks sportsbook and casino app has you covered for the baseball postseason. Bet Parks is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook, and you can join Bet Parks with me now. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that I recommend. You can bet college football, bet pro football, bet the birds every week, bet Penn State, Notre Dame, Georgia, all your favorite college teams. Live in-game betting. You can bet on the action as it happens. You download the Bet. The Bet Park Sportsbook app right now. New users can get up to $750 in Sportsbook bonus back if your first bet is not a winner. Betparks.com has all the details. Sportsbook and Casino, all in one amazing app. Bet on more than just the score. You can bet on player performances, like who scores touchdowns, who hits home runs. Betparks, bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, where odds, slots, bets, and games all come together right in your pocket. Join me with the Bet Park Sportsbook right now.